Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? Listen in to find out, because we are all multi-hyphenate beings. So join me on the ride. It's getting deep. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your lifestyle designer and your mindset coach, KB. Hi, how you doing? What's the weather like in your town? <laughs> okay, I know every single time I get on the show, I talk about the weather, but I think I'm, I think I'm addicted. I, I really think I am. My phone has gotten so smart and so intelligent to the point where it has this like quick shortcut link um, on the homepage. I take all of my notifications off, but yet it's always suggesting for me to look up the weather, probably because I'm always looking up the weather. Um, Yeah, so it's a little chilly here this morning, I'm not going to lie. My fingers are a little freezing. Um, I went to acupuncture today. You know, I've been doing the protocol for my Raynaud's. I've been sticking needles in my finger beds, all down my spine, (laughs) all that great fun jazz. Got a little cupping action done. And here I am, better than ever on the other side. I feel great after I do my my TCM work. Um, More on that. I think I'm going to do a whole episode Um, on acupuncture itself and about exactly what it does to the brain and the body as a whole. Because, I mean, I walk out of the room and I'm just a little, just a little boggled a little bit, kind of like recalibrating myself. But it's truly amazing what it can do. I had a pretty extreme flare up in two of my pointer fingers. And, um, Right now, they're feeling okay. I think I can even reward myself with a nice hot bath tonight. You hear me now? So, anyways, the show today, you guys get me solo. Are you so excited? Yes, raise a hand, raise both hands. It's your girl KB here. It, um, definitely full, full-fledged autumn here, and I know... Can you hear? Whoa, my refrigerator. I'm in my kitchen right now. I decided to just sit in my kitchen and record a podcast. It's like really loud. So if you can hear that, just bear with me. Um, anyways, back to, yeah, full-fledged autumn here. The leaves are changing. There's a little crisp in the air, as I mentioned before. Football season's here. People are starting to make plans for the holidays. Wow, your brain must be a little scatterbrained. Am I right? You're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I have to start buying holiday gifts. Hold up. Okay, so the main topic of this episode today is kind of about a bunch of things. It's however you can interpret it, but primarily about, you know, what is your attention consuming? What is your attention consuming? And I think as it 
does get colder, I know more and more of us will be inside, perhaps perhaps loathing, loathing, lounging around like, um, you know, just, what do they call it? Couch potatoes on the couch and just watching stuff, whatever it may be. Maybe just eating something or maybe buying into infomercials, maybe just kind of going down the rabbit hole of thought. Um, maybe we will like just be numbing ourselves in front of a TV or another screen, right? We're inside more or maybe alone more. Who knows? Fretting about holiday gifts. Me personally, I don't think I'm going to be doing holiday gifts this year. Um, I'm kind of over, over consumerism, the consumerism aspect. I'm just kind of like over that. Like just stop, (laughs) just stop. Go become a minimalist. Anyways, you know me, but today's topic, what is, what is your attention consuming? What is your attention consuming? And you know, this can be thrown in so many different directions. So many. Um, I think I'm going to kind of point this in two directions and I'm going to start with one and it's going to be all about kind of attention management But then I do want to kind of flow it into exactly how are we being influenced out there in the world. Not just us, but our children, our nieces, our nephews, our little ones out there, right? How are they being influenced by what they're seeing on social media, right? Yeah. I mean, huge, totally huge. But a point that I want to kind of bring out there is that, you know, What is your attention consuming? Because this consumes you. You know, there's a great quote that I love that, you know, I like to follow. And that is, my experience is what I agree to attend to. So when I say, what is your attention consuming? And that is what consumes you. That is what creates your experience, right? Meaning, Your attention determines the experience you have, and the experiences you have determine the life that you ultimately live or will pave out to live. So, you must control your attention to control your life. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. You know, today... In a world where so many experiences are blended together, where we can work from home or a train or a plane or a beach, you know, we watch our kids on a nanny cam, a little smart camera from work. Maybe we're watching our dog play at home. And distraction is always, always just a thumb swipe away. Has that ever been more true? Can you relate to me? Do you hear me now? Okay, so what I mentioned before is this is primarily, first and foremost, about attention management. To be consistently productive and manage stress better, because ultimately this ends up in stressful situations when we don't, you know, consume time I guess, overall properly, and it starts to eat us and our experiences and our priorities alive, 
You know, we must really strengthen our skill in attention management. So what is, we're going to go back, right? What is attention management? It is basically the practice of controlling our distractions, being present in the moment, finding a flow, and ultimately maximizing focus. Yes. And in doing this, you can unleash your ultimate, I want to say, geniusness, right? That prodigy within you. It's about being intentional instead of reactive. It is the ability to recognize when your attention is being stolen or potentially has been stolen and to instead keep it focused on the activities that you choose rather than allowing distractions to derail you. You choose where you direct your attention at any given moment based on an understanding of your priorities and your goals, right? Goals are perhaps the habits that you want to form. And better attention management ultimately leads to improved productivity in the end. Um, But it's about much more than checking things off so-called, you know, a to-do list, right? The bigger result is the ability to create a life of choice around things that are important to you. It's more than just exercising focus. It's about taking back control over your time. And what I said before, those priorities. What? What is really important to you to achieve and to work on in life? So, If your attention continues to get diverted, maybe email, maybe meetings, maybe putting out fires, maybe those are the things that are consuming your days, right? Pretty soon, the weeks, the months, yeah, they will have gone by. Like, away. Like, where'd they go? Huh? Yeah. And your life will become full of experiences you never really intended to have. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, instances, right? So, why don't we just have the experiences that we want to have and create the lives we most want to lead? Why does this painful, like, gulf, you know, this delta exists between the selves that we actually aspire to be and how we spend our time. Why do they even exist? Well, kind of mentioned before, I'll mention it again, we live in a world with many more distractions. Yeah, there are a lot more things that are competing for our attention. Plain and simple. Yeah. So how do you deliberately choose what you attend to by practicing attention management, right? So by doing that, it basically means you're, I hate to be combative, right? But it basically means you're fighting back against the distractions and creating opportunities throughout your day to support your priorities. And by doing this, you must first control external factors, 
So some external factors that I just kind of want to throw at you are, <laughs> this one's like so clear and simple, control your technology, right? Remember, <sighs> it's there to serve you. It is there to strictly be a tool, not the other way around. Decide to take control by turning off your email every once in a while, turning off your push notifications, you know, those things that bling, bling, those alerts, anything that whistles, chirps, bleeps, you know, pops up in your face when you've least expected it. Yeah, turn them off because these are specifically designed to steal your attention, distract you, take you off your frame of mind, your path, the railroad track, right? This will allow you to engage in more stretches of focused work and basically hone in on tasks and activities that you choose. So as often as possible, and especially when you are working or engaged in a meaningful conversation, keep your phone on silent, keep it out of sight. That's the easiest way probably to just make you not even want to touch it, not even want to tap it, okay? All right, the next one is to control your environment. Ha, okay, ha, KB, how do I do this? How do I do this? Easy, folks, follow my lead. Set boundaries with others, okay? Especially, especially if you're in an open office setting, okay? For example, if you are in an open office setting, because I get this asked to me all the time, use headphones or put up a physical, I know this sounds nerdy, but it may work, do not disturb sign. Yes, so when you need to focus, practice these tools. If that doesn't work, try going to a completely different part of your office or even to another floor of your building. Okay, maybe you have like a little study area. Now, if things are really bad, you can try teaming up with colleagues and, you know, collaborate and designate a certain time of day or day of the week or a no distractions day for everyone to do like heads down work. All right. So this equally applies to the home, right? Your home life. Set aside home hours and what I love to call tech-free zones. Now, it's highly important to power down your phones and to do the whole do not disturb, right? I love that little button on my phone. If you don't, if you have a smartphone and you don't know what that is, it's the one with the moon, push that, especially in the evenings when you are connecting with loved ones. Um... Yeah, and if you need to place your devices in another room or as I like to call a quote-unquote digital box, by all means, do so. Out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So me, I personally power down my phone to airplane mode and do not disturb and silent all the things, right? I do this when I go to bed. Um, or at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes before I like to close my eyes um, because I also don't want any sort of interference of frequencies within my dream state. I'm talking Wi-Fi's, EMFs, 
any of those vibrations, I am highly absorbable to it. I'm a very highly sensitive person. You probably have noticed. Um, I want none of that in my wavelength. Okay? So, aha, uh-huh. you probably guessed right. External factors aren't the only thing that's controlling your experience of life. There is a direct effect on those impulses and how they internally make you regulate. So, you may have guessed this right, we must also learn to control our internal factors. Okay, so by doing that, I have a couple of points for you. Number one, control your behavior. Sounds so easy to do, right? Okay, it is. You just have to be very, very deliberate with this. Use those times when your technology is maybe more at a tamed base and your do not disturb sign is up to get used to single tasking, okay? Not multitasking, single tasking by opening up only one window on your computer screen. That is the hardest thing for me to ever do, my train of thought, right? Oh, I have to look up this, I have to look up that, but I need to remember that, so I have to open up 20 windows, right? And I keep them up until my computer decides to like crash or something and then they all go away and I never missed them in the first place. Mm, Am I right? So, (laughs) okay, I digress. Opening up one window on the computer screen at a time to give your full attention to one task until it's absolutely complete or until you come to a designated stopping point, okay? And take breaks. I want you to take breaks throughout the day where you step away from your computer, look outside, look at something green, and try to, you know, unplug completely. No technology, right? No technology. Go for a long walk around the block. And I want you to do this for at least an hour or more, or as often as you can. Maybe you take short little breaks. Try it for 15 to 20 minutes at first, and then I want you to slowly build up to an hour or even 90 minutes, okay? That will really, really reset your momentum, your motivation clock, and just kind of like fuel you up for whatever you need to finish later, okay? It's kind of like a disco nap. (laughs) Disco nap for your tech eyes, right? Um, The second thing is to control your thoughts. Okay. For many of us, this is the really the hardest nut to crack and probably why I've left it to the last part of this podcast. Partially because, you know, our minds are creative beings. They're creatures that are just untamable sometimes and you don't really want to lock them down and you don't want to tie them up. You want them to be constantly flowing with you know, creativity and imagination and just exuberance. Our minds are made to wonder, create awe, okay? So practice noticing when your mind is veering off in its own direction and gently guide it back to focus, right? Back to the place where you want it. And if you think some, you know, important small task while you are doing you know, focused work, like if you start to think about that, just jot it down on a notepad. 
I do that. I mean, sometimes I write, read back to my notepads and it's the most random things at one point. But it's great, you know? It's like my stream of consciousness. So jot it down and you can come back to it later, right? Pick up where you left off. And I want you to do the same with information that you look up online. Ugh. That is something I need to practice. I'll be the first one to tell you. So those are a couple of things about attention management when they're more of like a um, like a workplace oriented. I mean, they can work for anything. But something I do want to jump into in this short and sweet little podcast is something about what is your attention consuming, like really consuming and going into your cellular level on the basis of influence. And I think... I'm really going to touch base at, yes, this is true with adults, but sometimes we have a little more control over how we react, our maturity levels, our brains, our wavelengths of our brain waves are a little bit more matured in the fact that we know when something is just absurd or um, doesn't need to happen, such as This is a great example. Filters. Filters. Do we need to put a filter on everything? Why can't we show something as it is? But little children, young children, teens, adolescents, you know, they have grown up with social media, technology. Their eyes are glued to it all the time. What are they consuming? Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's Instagram, whatever it is, what are they consuming? And how are they consuming whatever they're seeing on a tech-based, very tailored way? How are they seeing the world on a very environmentally way? You know, regular people, how are their emotions acting? How are they acting out from that? You know, are they becoming aggressive? Are they getting enough exercise or are they sitting around trying to compete on TikTok? You hear me? So this is a great example. If a young woman, young lady is checking out an Instagram and all the filters are on these other young ladies and that's how they see other people, then they think to themselves, how do I compare to that? What do I look like compared to that? Am I good enough? Is that a beauty standard that you want your child to follow? Probably not. Um, you know, a lot of people, we've heard this time and time again, you know. Social media, it's a highlight reel. It's all a highlight reel. Everything is tailored, primed for your vision. Everything is marketing. People are out there, you know, advertisers are out there using quote-unquote influencers, right, to sell their products. So, baby, you better believe a lot of that stuff is also photoshopped, right? Bodies, bodies, right? It's not showing the right thing. It's not showing their actual emotions, external factors, right? You know, what is your attention consuming? Is it consuming things that are like invigorating you, lighting you up, making you feel great, you know, awesome quotes, inspirational tidbits here and there. Or is it making you feel less than? <laughs> you know, 
Is it showing you like diets, diet trends that perhaps aren't really made for you? You know, everybody is different. Everybody is 100 completely percent different. And if you're trying to follow what someone else is doing, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're on the wrong path. Consume what fuels you first. What fills you up? What fills up your cup? Okay? Yes. So I could go on and on and on about this all day long about how, you know, how passionate I am about our youth and about how we must really be the influencers to them. How we must lead by example. Okay? So I want you to be very cognizant, very careful about what you're posting on Instagram, what you're consuming, what you're laughing at, you know, what you're drinking. Did you have one, two, three, too many beverages, alcoholic beverages at night? Hmm? I want you to be cognizant of what younger people are watching you do how you react instead of respond to things. Take note. Take a deep breath. Step back. Become fully conscious, fully aware of this. All right? Okay. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a short and sweet little podcast episode. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend and a beautiful week ahead of you. Um... We've just passed a full moon and we're out of Mercury retrograde. What else? What other house cleaning tips? Oh, the holidays are coming upon us. More on that. I'm going to be doing an episode on the highly sensitive person, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, And perhaps you're going to be getting together with family, maybe friends. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a lot, a lot of emotion. Am I right? Another little housekeeping tip I want to shoot out there is that um, when this episode comes out, I am joining my colleague on a five-day quit sugar challenge. You can sign up. The link is on my bio on Instagram. It is also, if you join my newsletter, you may have received an email. If you have not got that email then just send me a DM on Instagram at justbeanhonestkb. Also, you can send me an email um, to katherine at justbeanhonest.com. I will send you the link. The challenge starts on the 25th to the 29th of October. There are prizes. Everyone loves a prize. The other thing is I do have some sessions open up for personal consulting, mindset coaching, and lifestyle design. Everything is custom-based. If you have more questions, I give you your first session absolutely free. You can ask all the questions you want. We can see if we're a fit and get going. So this is an awesome, awesome way to end off 2021 and set yourself up for success. And wherever you want to go, mindset, you know, body influences, workouts, whatever is on your mind to hit 2022, yeah, 20, wow, 2022. Um, hit the ground running. Am I right, baby? 
So let's make it happen. Let's do this together. And uh, make sure you head on over to Apple iTunes. Support our show if you feel inclined to. We hope you do. And send us some feedback. We love feedback. Five-star rating. Always appreciated. All right, guys. I love you. Take care. Until next time, it's been an honor. It's been an absolute pleasure. Kiss, kiss. Hug, hug. Peace, love. Ciao.